The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... An overview of blindness organizations from two Caribbean nations. Welcome to the holiday edition of ACB Reports for December 2021. On December 1st, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced a revision to its rule regarding bringing dogs into the United States from countries at high risk for rabies. This change, which exempts dogs whose owners can verify their dog's immunization against rabies by a licensed veterinarian in the United States, represents good news for guide dog and service dog handlers who plan to travel internationally with their dogs. However, an international traveler must still re-enter the United States through one of 18 ports of entry specified in the CDC rule. Guide Dog Users Incorporated, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, recommends that you discuss the requirements of microchipping and up-to-date printed certification of your dog's protected status against rabies with your veterinarian as soon as you begin planning for a trip abroad. More information about this CDC rule, the 18 specified ports of entry, and acceptable documentation for your service dog is available on the GDUI website, guidedogusersincorporated.org. CVS Pharmacy is now offering Spoken RX, its proprietary audio prescription label solution, in all of its nearly 10,000 pharmacy locations nationwide including more than 1,700 CVS pharmacy locations within Target stores. Developed in collaboration with the American Council of the Blind, SpokenRx is a technology that allows patients who cannot read standard print labels to have their prescription information read aloud to them in either English or Spanish. It is available in the CVS pharmacy smartphone app at no extra cost. For patients without a smartphone, CVS offers an alternative standalone device that will read the Spoken RX labels. For more information about Spoken RX, contact your local CVS pharmacy, visit www.cvs.com/content/pharmacy/spoken-rx or call 1-888-287-5654. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. International presentations are an important part of each conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind. This year, conference attendees heard from two international guests during a presentation entitled International Perspective, How Are the Winds Blowing in the Caribbean? The speakers were introduced by Kim Charlson, President of the North American Caribbean Region of the World Blind Union. It's my pleasure as President of the North American Caribbean Region of the World Blind Union to recognize our guests from the Caribbean today. 
the North American Caribbean region has been working over the last several years to recognize and engage the island nations of the Caribbean in their own right. And I thought it would be very appropriate to hear from some of them this year as our international guests. They've been in the news in many different ways, and we're going to learn a little bit more about blindness services and how blind people manage through some of the natural disasters that have taken place in the Caribbean. So to talk with us today, it certainly is my pleasure to recognize Kenneth Surratt, who is the executive officer and director of the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association in Port of Spain, Trinidad. Kenneth is also one of the four executive board members of the North American Caribbean region. He's the first member from the Caribbean to be elected to the North American Caribbean Board of the World Blind Union. So we're very pleased about that. And then we'll finally hear from Desmond Brown, who is president of the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired in NASA, Bahamas. So Kenneth, First in line, I welcome you to the American Council of the Blind, and we're looking forward to hearing from you today. Thank you very much, Kim. You are going to learn a little bit of the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association, its structure, and two, the work that we are doing. The Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association started work for the blind on the 18th of May, 1914. We are probably the first organization that started work for the blind in Trinidad and Tobago. Our name at that time was the Trinidad and Tobago Institute for the Blind. In 1947, we were incorporated by an Act of Parliament, Act Number 14 of 1947. And the name of the association was changed to the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association. Um, the association gets funding from the government of Trinidad and Tobago approximately 90%. We raise about 10% of our funding. Because the association is funded by the state, our budget comes directly from the parliament and it is reflected in the national budget of Trinidad and Tobago. So once that budget is read in parliament, immediately the association knows what is allocated for us on different line items, consistent with any national budget. Um, we have an association where people can become individual members and elect the council. These members could elect 12 members to the council, and the government appoints six nominees. We have a council of 18 members, and one of the elected members must be the president. President is Mr. Felix Tazo, and he is also blind. I am also totally blind. The council appoints the executive officer. So I am a, the employee of the council. The executive officer appoints all other positions. I am responsible for 100 employees, and we have four branches. One branch in the southern part of the island. Uh, we have a branch in the capital city. One in the, we have two cities in Trinidad. So we have a branch in the San Fernando City. We have a branch in the Port of Spain City, which is the capital. 
We have a branch at Santa Cruz that is in a valley in Santa Cruz. And we have a branch in our other island called Tobago. So we have four branches. I am responsible for 100 employees and we service a little over 1,000 clients who are blind and visually impaired. We have about 300 members who are mixed sighted and also blind. These are the persons who elect the council. So in a nutshell, that is the structure of the association. We have a council department, welfare department, and admin department, and our handicraft workshop department. So that is basically the structure of the association. The work that we do, we offer um, orientation and mobility for our clients in adjustment to blindness. We um, do braille classes, computer classes. We teach them different games using the different technology. Uh, we braille large print audio digital books for any student who comes to the Blind Welfare Association for assistance. So that is, we service children throughout the country in regular mainstream education. We have a school for blind children in Trinidad, which is um, funded or managed by the Ministry of Education. We also assist that school in their material in an accessible format. Last year, the association was responsible for getting the Marrakesh Treaty implemented by the amendment to the copyright law to make printed material accessible for the print disabled. So our um, copyright law has been amended and the National Library in Trinidad and Tobago has the license to convert any book in accessible format. The TT Blind Welfare Association has an MOU with Nalis to assist in that process. And what was amazing last year was an election and this bill needed a three-fifth majority, which the government does not have. And we got the support of the opposition to make it happen. Outstanding on this matter is the Accessible Book Consortium. That's the MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, between the government of Trinidad and Tobago, the World Intellectual Property Organization, and also the Accessible Book Consortium. Once that is completed, I think we would have completed that in nine years. And um, it's up to us now to have it implemented. So presently, every child who in school, whether at secondary school or primary school, come to us for their learning material in an accessible format, we tend to meet that request immediately. So that was an important goal that we achieved in Trinidad and Tobago. Presently, the United Nations just conducted a, a workshop pertaining to the, the gaps, um, pertaining to the UN Charter on the Rights of Persons with Disability. As we speak, a situation analysis has been prepared. Once that is completed, um, it will be forwarded to the United Nations that proposal to identify the gaps and how to close the gaps. Once that is done and approved, in, uh, Trinidad and Tobago was one of 20 countries, I think, out of 126 countries who applied for this grant. And we were one of 20 countries. And we were very happy and we were hoping that we could go the final step, which is getting the proposal approved so that the United Nations could come to Trinidad and continue the work to uh, work on the gaps pertaining to the UN Charter on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. This is a two-year project. Once that is done, a uh, considerable amount of effort and resources will be assigned to Trinidad and Tobago to have it done. Our goal in the future is to um, be the hub for the Caribbean because we know there are a lot of small islands in Trinidad and the Caribbean who don't have resources like Trinidad and Tobago. Not that we have the resources like the US and Canada. 
but we are a little better off than some of the islands in the Caribbean because in the early days, the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Wealthy Association catered for persons throughout the Caribbean. And they came to our school for blind children and they stayed in there for the entire term and we provided all the services. So we are hoping that we could once more become the hub where we could start specializing in training teachers and students in our specific areas pertaining to blindness. So what we will need, I'm so happy that we making this link with the American Council for the Blind, where we could draw on your skill set so that we could come, you know, that you all could assist to come to Trinidad and train our teachers, our caregivers, our wealthy officers that we call adjustment to blindness officers, so that we could build capacity in Trinidad and Tobago. One of the problems we have is um, given that uh, the certification. So we need to find a way to certify persons when they do this training. So I am hoping that we could get this help from the American Council for the Blind and also the World Blind Union, Caribbean and North American region. Once that is done, I think we could build that capacity and Trinidad and Tobago could help service the Caribbean so that we could bring the Caribbean in line with North America because I think a rising tide lifts all boats and we can't have North America like Canada and, um, and America advancing at a certain pace and the Caribbean lagging behind. We have to find a way to get the Caribbean on par with North America and Canada. So the North American Caribbean region could be a big player in world activity. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kenneth, very much. Welcome, Desmond. And we're anxious to hear about life in the Bahamas. Yes, good afternoon, all. It's good to be here in this conference thankful that you invited us to be a part of it. I am Desmond Brown. I'm not the president now. I am the first vice president. Our president, new president, is one Miss Roberta Johnson. So I work very close with her on the, on the board. The Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired was established in 1997. And this is after some of us, a few of us realized that in the Bahamas, we did not have an organization speaking on behalf of blind and visually impaired person. We had this school for the blind run by the Salvation Army supported by the government. And that is in place for a number of years but we did not have anybody speaking on behalf, especially of the adult blind population. So a few of us got together and we said, hey, we want to do something because we want our voice to be heard. So in 1990, we started what we call a steering committee. And from that, we developed and in 1997, we established what is now known as the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired. It is a nonprofit, non-government organization, and it is duly registered with the government of the Bahamas. The mission of the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind is to actively pursue effective measures for the preservation of sight and for the education and training, rehabilitation, employment, and 
well-being and to do anything that can be done to, for the integration of the blind and visually impaired in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Throughout our 24 years, we have had ups and downs. As a small organization, one of our problems is finance, and we do get a small government subvention each year, but most of our funding, we have to raise in the private sector to raise funding to do many of our programs. Some of the things that we do over the years and continue to do in many cases is become, we became a member of the Caribbean Council for the Blind and recently we became a member of the World Blind Union and we thought that was excellent because we can now tap into some of the resources, the technical support that we can have so that we can develop our organization further. We do computer literacy, braille training, and smart device training. And we do that on a continuous basis so that we can get our members tapped into adaptive aids and devices. We also do sighted guide training and mobility training in a limited form because we are lacking proper trained personnel to do this work in a very profound way. We have a few persons who have done some courses or past principal at the School for the Blind, Maria Delivo, she did some training in that and she helps out as much as she possibly can. We do peer counseling services. We also have home visitation for persons who are newly blind to give them the support that they need because as we all know, those of us who are blind and get blind during our later years in life, it is a devastating affairs. We also have adaptive aids and device ordering service. And this is important because in North America, mostly if you order a device, anything you order for the blind, in a, many cases, you can get free shipping. But for us in the Bahamas to order any items, while sometimes we can order the items, we have to now think about the shipping and handling to take these items to the Bahamas. And also, we have to think about the custom duty that the government charges on these things. Luckily, the government have allowed us, when we order items on behalf of the organization, on behalf of our members, we can apply to the government and they will give us, and they have been over the years, give us the duty free on the custom. We, however, have to pay for the shipping and handling at whatever company bringing over these items here in the Bahamas. The government does not exempt us from that and they could because it's a private affair. We have advocacy work to social and print media and which is important to us. We realize over the past few years, we persons are getting to know that persons are blind and visually impaired are in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas and playing a good role in what they do. So those are a few of the programs that we do because I want to talk a little about the Hurricane Doreen that 
The world um, watched Hurricane Doreen in 2019, September 1st, when it came into our shores. And we all know and hear that it's one of the most powerful storms ever hit this part of the world. And it came through the Northwest Bahamas and devastated two of our main islands, Abaco Islands and Grand Bahama Island. Over 13,000 homes were destroyed or severely damaged. Over 70% officially have died. That's according to the government report. However, uh, it is suspected that much more persons have died because in the area, especially in Abaco, where that hurricane hit, we have a lot of non-documented um, immigrants living in that area. And we fear that a lot of persons die without we and a person knowing who they are. So what did the organization do? Leading up to the hurricane, we tried to get the word out to our members and blind and visually impaired person um, via telephone, by social media, to take these warnings seriously and to do whatever they are asked to do, to take cover, to visit shelters, and to do exactly what the government is asking them to do. Many people did that, including those of us who are blind and visually impaired. However, we discovered that about eight persons who are blind and visually impaired were severely impacted losing their homes, um, completely flood out, and all the, the problems that go with that. And so therefore, after the hurricane, what we as an organization did, because we really don't have the resources to do much for the members, what we do, we seek out those persons who are severely affected, and we point them to the right agencies that could have assisted them. Government provided home and shelter, in many cases in hotels and other places for persons who are affected, including persons with disabilities. And they were fed those who have lost uh, items. Much of the items, as far as possible, were replaced by donations that the government received locally and internationally. And so therefore, persons who are blind and visually impaired were affected, as I said, eight that we found that were severely impacted. However, there are much more that were impacted in a more minor ways, minor flooding and stuff like that. So as an organization, we provide the counseling, the assurance that they need to know that, hey, things are going to get better, and we continue to point them to government agencies and other private agencies that had the resources to help them in getting through the hurricane and the after effect of it. So the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Vision period we are doing in a very limited way because we do not have the 
the manpower, we do not have the financial resources nor human resources to do much of the work that we identify that must be done. And we'll continue to strive to do whatever we can do. And we are hoping that even through this avenue, we can develop some partnership so that we can get more of the guidance and more of the resources that we need as persons who are blind and visually impaired in the Bahamas as we strive to make it and provide the services that we need as persons who are blind and visually impaired. Every day we are discovering more and more persons who are getting blind in their adult age and they need the counseling, they need the resources, they need the devices that they need to get on with their lives. So we are hoping to continue to train and to develop and to reach out and to make sure that as far as possible, persons who are blind and visually impaired, persons in the Bahamas can play their rightful role in our society. Again, I thank you very much for allowing us as the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired to be a part of this conference. Thank you. That was Desmond Brown from the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired. A third speaker, Cheryl Adams, president of Voice of the Disabled and National Society of and for the Blind from Georgetown, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines, was regrettably unable to participate due to an Internet outage in her country at the time of the conference. The 61st Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind will be held in Omaha, Nebraska. Conference and convention dates are July 1st through July 8th, 2022. The 2022 conference theme is ACB, here, there, and everywhere. This theme epitomizes our 2022 first-ever hybrid convention. Our convention home in Omaha will be the Omaha Hilton, located at 1001 Cass Street. The nightly room rate at the Hilton is $96 for single or double occupancy, with an additional charge of $10 per person for up to four persons per room. Room tax is currently 18.16%. One night's stay will be charged to your credit card when you book your reservation. To make reservations online, go to https colon slash slash book dot passkey.com slash event slash five zero two two one one six zero slash owner slash two two five one eight slash home. That's https colon slash slash book dot dot com slash event slash five zero two two one one six zero slash owner slash two two five one eight slash home. When asked to specify guest type on the main screen, select attendee. To make reservations by phone, call 1-800-HILTONS. That's one 800 
845-8667. Refer to the name of the group block, American Council of the Blind. The group code is ACB. May the holidays you celebrate be spent in good health with family and friends. You've been listening to ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind. ACB Reports is heard monthly on audio information services throughout the United States and worldwide on the ACB Media Network, acbmedia.org. The show is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or by phone at 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month and in 2022 for ACB Reports.